Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. Just unforeseen circumstances in general. And you may have felt isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers that you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. Great morning, good people. Once again, it is Janae, and welcome to her story. This is your first time tuning in. Thank you so much. And I just want to shout out and just thank all of my listeners for taking the time out today to listen to today's message. My goal is that once we finished our conversation, you feel refreshed, renewed, and motivated. It's the top of the new year, 2019, we are here, we have made it. And um, I received a lot of positive feedback from last week's episode, which was Goal Setting 101. It was the midweek motivation series. And I just felt like it's also important for us to continue this conversation in regards to goal setting and planning by bringing an expert to provide some advice to you guys in regards to goal setting and of course, you know, vision board planning and vision board parties because these are often a high priority in the beginning of the year or um, at the end of the year just to start renewed and refresh. Um, I have with me Miss Lariel. She is a, a coach that is focused on motivating other women and how to successfully plan and achieve their goals and execute their visions and all of that good stuff. Um, Larry L, can you please just tell the listeners a little about who you are? Yes, absolutely. So um, first, thank you for having me on. So um, as you mentioned, I'm Larry L. Lipkins, and I'm in Houston, um, but I have clients all over, and I really typically help women who have big dreams, goals, and ambitions, but for whatever reason, they're struggling to get from where they are to where they want to be. So I have a variety of programs that addresses those issues. Okay, cool. I feel like you have a lot of insightful information that will really help women and just everyone in general, men and women, because as you stated, it is difficult to execute those goals. Um, throughout a, a previous conversation, you said that you started, a, you began at a company as an intern about 10 years ago and became an executive making six figures. Um, And you walked away from all of that. And I know me personally, I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) So (laughs) six figures, you know, that's a goal within itself that some people, you know, they wish for and they try to achieve. They never even touch that. But at the same time, you mentioned that 
you others, you know, may have perceived you as crazy within that process, but you can no longer put a price on your piece. And when you said that, that really stuck out to me, putting a price on your piece, because how many individuals do you know that work tirelessly and aggressively for another organization and they're unsatisfied and it's not their passion, right? Um, so let's go deeper into your journey and just your, your thought process and how it has brought you to where you are today. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, I, I started at this company uh, 10 years ago, and um, I was hired as an intern, and it was funny, it was actually that job that initially introduced me to vision boards, um, and so within the first year of me working there, um, my old boss at the time uh, started asking me about my goals and my objectives and what I wanted to accomplish, and I was thinking, man, I was trying to get off my mom's couch, <laughs> get a working car, right? I didn't have all these big dreams and ambitions at the time, and so I just put together a vision board, and to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing, so one weekend, I just cut out pictures, put it on a board, and I just was like, let's see if this works, and nothing really happened. And so I was like, okay, there's obviously something I'm doing wrong. So I spent the next few years, you know, kind of trial and error, figuring out uh, a process that works. And the reason I mention that is because I actually use my vision board to create my journey. So each year I would be thinking about where I wanted to go next. Mm -hmm. And so when I was an intern, like I said, I didn't have very ambitious goals. But as I progressed, I started putting things, that really stretch goals on my vision board, and then I realized I had to grow into that person. And I think that's the problem that I, I know I had and a lot of women that I coach is their goals are either way, way, way far out from where they are, where it feels, you know, overwhelming and, and unrealistic, or they're already in their comfort zone. So it becomes more of like a to-do list versus a goal that they're really passionate about and that they have to grow into. But I put that on my vision board. Um, I became an executive of, I think like after five or six years, I mean, at the company. And I was actually in position to buy the company. Oh, wow. And, yes. And um, it's funny how, how that works. Because I got to a point, I was probably eight years in. I just had my son. And it was just this shift, right? And, and I think we've all had that moment where it's like, okay, I think God is preparing me for my next season. But right. as you mentioned, mm-hmm. I was making multiple six figures at that point. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to push this feeling to the side. Right. <laughs> I'm to have to push this feeling to the side. Maybe I'm just emotional. Maybe it's because I'm a new mom, whatever it was. But I just got to the point where um, it, it, I could no longer ignore it. And because I had outgrown that place, I wasn't at peace, right? Mm-hmm. I had anxiety. Um, I woke up and I wasn't passionate about the work that I was doing. I was doing sales training and consulting. Um, I just didn't like where I was at. And more importantly, I didn't like the person I was becoming. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband and I decided one day we're going to sell our house and move 250 miles away. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so we decided that in July. And we moved from Dallas to Houston in October. And, um, you know, people did think I was crazy. Um, I thought I was crazy. Um, 
I recently just told my mom that I quit my job. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I, I, I didn't want to tell her because I know I didn't want to hear the story. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear her trying to talk to me. And that's the thing. Sometimes we have goals and vision that God gives us, and we share them with people that may have good intentions, but they don't have the ability to be able to see and believe in the vision that God gave you because I didn't give it to them. Right. And sometimes it's even the people that are closest to you. And so I could share that with my mother immediately because I had to protect that. Could you could you repeat that last statement that you just said? Because I think that you kind of cut out. <laughs> but um, you said that something that really stuck out to me basically is you can't really share all of your goals and your visions with everyone because they may have good intentions, but they they don't really understand that goal or that vision because it wasn't given to you by them. It was God driven, correct? Absolutely. Yes. And. The, the example um, that I like to use is I tell a lot of people that we play, I don't know if you remember um, growing up, you played the, the game telephone. Mm-hmm. And you had a message or a sentence, and then you would tell the person sitting next to you, and you go, and once it goes through 10 people, the message is completely different. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of times that's what happens to us. God gives us a vision of something that, He's like, hey, this is where I'm taking you. And we're excited about it. And we go tell people. Mm-hmm. And in telling people that have good intentions, they start asking questions. And we finish that conversation confused, discouraged, second-guessing ourselves, second-guessing what God told us. So I always say, don't play telephone with right. the goals and vision that God has given you. At least not at the beginning. You have to protect it. Yes, and once you're making like progress, then you might share it with people that can speak life into it. Yes, yes. I, I, I really I really like that. I really like that. Um and I'm I wanna ask you this also, you said that your husband was a great supporter. So even mm-hmm. though you know it may not be necessary to share your goals or your visions with everyone who is close to you, would you at least advise having like that one person who can be that supporter or, you know, do you think you would have been able to do it solely on your own as far as like just the moving and just having someone, I guess, you know, to, to kind of lean on throughout the process? Um, no, I, I no, I wouldn't have been able to do it because I'm the person that even though I've been able to accomplish that and I, and I have big dreams, I tend to try to stay in this box and follow the rules and play it safe. And I'll kind of teeter the line, but I won't jump over. Mm-hmm. And he really helps me shift my perspective and said, hey, if we're going to do it at any time, this is the time to do it. And he really gave me the push and the courage that I needed to make the decision because when when you're the main breadwinner in that situation, so many thoughts run through your mind about what if I fail mm-hmm. <laughs> and not wanting to put your family in a situation because you wanted to quote-unquote chase a dream yeah. and just having his support and saying, hey, we, we don't get where you want to be without sacrificing something mm-hmm. and just having that. And even if someone may not be married, I mean, you know, if you have a good girlfriend or, you know, a friend or someone that you can confide in, 
that wants to see you successful, then it's okay to share that with that person. And also, I would set expectations as to what you want from them. And what I mean by that is, when I initially had shared with my mom, because I told her like six months ago that I was thinking about leaving, I didn't set expectations on, on why I was sharing that with her and what feedback I wanted. Mm-hmm. So she just gave me feedback. But if I said, hey, I'm not telling you, I'm just giving you a heads up, I'm not asking your opinion, I'm not asking for your thoughts, all I need is your support, I just kept patient. And so that was a, a big learning lesson, uh, lesson learned for me, is if you're going to share your goals with someone, set expectations on what you want them to do with that information. I just feel like you have dropped so much knowledge just, <laughs> <laughs> in, you know, just by the story of, like the thought process basically of you know sharing just a certain component of pieces of goals to different people and to different individuals and I just want to wrap it all in like to the listeners if you guys are listening it's important to share certain things to certain people but you know set your own expectations of how much you you want to give them and how you actually want them to react or feed into what you're telling them. Correct. 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 And so with that being said, I want to go into vision boards over brunch. So that is actually your Instagram handle. Um, I saw on your page that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, people often make mistakes when creating their vision boards. They flip through magazines, cut through pictures and quotes and things that inspired them, but they haven't really figured out their goals. And at the beginning of the year, I received so many different messages from people about vision board parties and they're so excited and they're cutting and pasting everything. But a lot of times I feel like it's a repetitive cycle. It's the same group of people and you know we have good intentions it's like-minded women or men and you know we have goals we want to crush we want to accomplish but at times it can be very frustrating when you're sitting there and it's those same type of pictures and the same type of goals and you know you you read different books you watch different series like the laws of attraction and you know you're trying to use everything that you have solved that you have read but it's still very difficult so you mentioned that there are five mistakes that you see that individuals make can you briefly go through these five mistakes in regards to vision planning and vision boards yeah absolutely a lot of people will start creating their vision boards by looking through magazines to get inspiration Mm -hmm. and as a result what happens is they end up with you know the same vision board year after year as you mentioned where they end up with a lot of random things and so my perspective of a vision board is that it should be more than just a collage. It is literally my roadmap of what I want to accomplish in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And so when people just start cutting out random pictures, if you're believing that you're going to manifest what's on the board, then you're going to manifest random. Right? So the first mistake is just cutting out pictures without getting clear about what you want first. Right? So get crystal clear on what it is that you truly desire to accomplish over the next 12 months. And then the second mistake that I see is that people's boards are, are disorganized. So it's a, it's a bunch of pictures all over the place. And I really encourage people to come up with a process, and I can share the one that I use, 
but I just divide my board into four quadrants. So when I look at my top left-hand corner of my board, those are my Q1 goals. Top right is my Q2 goals. Mm-hmm. Bottom left is Q3, bottom right is Q4. And the reason I do that is because when your brain looks at this board full of pictures, if it's completely disorganized, it can't focus. And when it can't focus, it doesn't buy into what you're trying to accomplish, and it can't create a plan. Mm-hmm. But when I can just focus on that top left and say, hey, these are the top three that I need to focus on for Q1, it becomes a whole lot more manageable and doable. The third thing that I see people do is they have a lot of words versus pictures. And going back to how your brain works, when it sees a picture of something, it imprints in your brain differently. And mm-hmm. it gives more meaning to that picture than just seeing a word. So the example I believe I used in that video was Hawaii. Let's say you want to take a trip to Hawaii. If you just cut out the word Hawaii um, versus finding a picture of the resort that you want to stay, on, stay at, at the beach you want to be at, that picture is going to imprint and mean a lot more to you psychologically than just putting the word Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So the, the rule that I use is 80-20 rule. 80% pictures, 20% words. And if you can even personalize it even more, uh, do that. So when my husband and I were trying to buy our first home, we actually went and found a house that we like and took a picture in front of it. I love so it. So we could see mm-hmm. ourselves in front of that house. Yeah. Um, the third, uh, the fourth thing is that people created January 1st or at the end of the year and they don't look at it again. Mm-hmm. You have to look at your vision board every single day. And so I often say that your vision board should be your accountability partner. It should be staring back at you saying, Janae, what did you get done today? Mm-hmm. What did you check off? And so at the end of the year, um, my vision board doesn't still look pretty. Like, my vision board is, like, beat up (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the year because I literally mark the goals off and the done date. I put the done date as I'm marking things off of my vision board so I can see am I actually accomplishing things. And then the last thing is that people need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Great, you're inspired. Great, you have this roadmap. Now what? And so I teach my clients, how do you create a plan that you're going to be able to execute and stick to? Mm-hmm. So those are the top. There's a lot more, but those are the top five. Okay. Yeah. So um, this has actually helped me out because I'm more of like a planner. Um, I try okay. to write things out and I write out, you know, the tangible goals and things that I can swiftly accomplish and also like those long-term goals and life uh lifetime goals um that's what I did talk about on the last episode but it's harder for me as far as like to envision and picture it but they go hand in hand they really do go hand in hand so my challenge for myself is to actually go through and create that vision board so that I can really see the pictures and view it and so that can even motivate me to uh you know to stick to my plan and accomplish my goals because I think it's important for both um and I wanted to touch staying motivated um I heard you mention that motivation is an inside job you know we can be inspired by different people but it really is an inside job and sometimes I find it very difficult to be uh 
continuously motivated, you know, when we get those small hiccups, when things aren't going our way. The key to it for me personally is still like that discipline and just pushing myself and doing the things that I don't necessarily feel like doing, but I know that I have to find something inside of me to just push and to to move forward. So what is your advice to the individual that, you know, sometimes it's really difficult, but that inside job, what is your, your thought process and your mind frame and how do you keep yourself motivated? So there's kind of three things that come to mind when we talk about motivation. Um, and the way that I define motivation is motive to take action. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to someone and they're like, well, hey, Lariel, I really want this goal, but I'm struggling to stay motivated. The first question I ask them is, what's your motive? Because okay. if you don't have a motive, it's going to be hard to take to right. take action and to mm-hmm. take consistent action. And, you know, I find a lot of times when I talk to people and I say, what is your motive? Or I ask them, what is their motive? Believe it or not, they have no idea. I, I can believe it. And, I can believe it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they they have a wish list of things that they want, but they don't really know what they're willing to what they what they're willing to work for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this something you're willing to sleep over? Is this like what's going to be the impact of your life if you accomplish it? Right? They haven't thought that far. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing, if someone's struggling with motivation, is to go back and say, what is your motive, and can you clearly define that? Um, the second thing I would say is keep in mind that motivation is is an emotion, right? So mm-hmm. on Monday, I may be su- feeling super motivated. And Tuesday, I don't want to get out the bed. Right? So <laughs> that's okay. Right. And to your point, you have to be disciplined. So my second point would be keep in mind that it it's an emotion and emotions change. Mm-hmm. And so what you really want to focus on once you start working on your goals Instead of focusing on motivation, focus on momentum. Gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. There, and momentum is a series of small things that you do that builds power and force. So I tell people you should spend 60 minutes every single day working towards your goals. Yes, I love it. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Mm-hmm. If you spend 60, that means you spent 30 hours a month working towards your goals. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that on a consistent basis, there's no way that you, you can't accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish in 2019 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, just that, like you have helped me so much, just, uh, you know, that insight <laughs> and like the 60 minutes a day, you know, because I feel like social media is always about, you know, the grind and hustle and want to be a boss, but people, they don't want to do the work. And when you say it, the motive behind it, a lot of times people are like, okay, I want to make money. Just saying you want to make money is not going to keep you motivated throughout the process to really try to achieve your goals. You know, you have to have some type of passion and drive behind whatever you're doing to stay motivated. And so I always try Mm -hmm. to bring myself back to that, like your why, right? And um, just... 60 minutes a day, 60 minutes, one hour a day. It it really isn't, it doesn't sound as stressful when you say it that way. Like just taking one hour a day. And also like when some people, you know, they may feel like they're not at the, the point to, I guess, leave their full-time job. And 
for the person that's saying that, you know, an hour out of my day is too much. Hey, you, you spend what, 40 hours a week or, you know, more working for an organization. I would think an hour out of a day to work on something specifically for you and your vision and your goal. That's not asking a lot at all. So um, I just I thank you for breaking that down that way. And I was just going to add one thing is the key for that 15 minutes is at least what works for me is I already know what I'm going to do in that 60 minutes before I set that time aside. Now, mm-hmm. since I'm, I'm full-time working on my business, it's a little bit different. Right? I can dedicate more than 60 minutes. But even that, I still know what I'm going to do tomorrow um, before tomorrow comes. Mm-hmm. So I'll find that a lot of people go like, I'm trying to 60 minutes, but they're spending 30 minutes trying to figure out what it is that they need to do. <laughs> and I'm like, no. You need to know what's the most, the question I ask myself, what's the single most important thing I've got to get done today? The mm-hmm. single most. Get that done in your 60 minutes. If you get that done and you have 15 minutes left, then let's go to the next thing. But you can't try to jam-tap all of these things in 60 minutes because mm-hmm. you're going to be completely overwhelmed. So you would, uh, you suggest just choosing one goal a day for 60 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I have my goals and I say, okay, well, uh, let's just say right now one of the things I'm working on is writing a book. And so, you know, I'll say, okay, I'm going to dedicate 60 minutes a day to writing my book. Before my 60 minutes starts at noon, I already know what my topic is going to be. I've already done my mind mapping for that chapter. So all I'm focused on is writing. Mm-hmm. If I get that chapter done in 30 minutes, I can maybe start thinking about the next chapter. But I, a lot of people will try to have 10 things they want to get done in 60 minutes. And then it just becomes a to-do list. Gotcha. And you don't want it to become a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can add one other reason that I find a lot of people struggle with um, motivation and they also tend to recycle the same goals year after year is that their goals are bigger than their belief system. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll talk to someone and they're describing their goals and let's just say their goals are on like 10 and then you talk to them and their mindset is a 2. I'm like, that's that's not going to work. Right. You manifest your mindset. So you need to be thinking, if I have this goal, what do I need to change about what the way I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to change about the way I'm behaving in order to manifest that? Yeah. Right? And, and that, that takes, that gets you out of making excuses as to why you're not motivated. Because you're going to do it anyway once yes. you elevate your mindset. Love it, love it, love it. (laughs) Um, Because 2018 was kind of just a year of um, clarification for me. And I have to say that it all started with my mindset. You know, it all started when I started viewing things differently and changing my perspective. And also not becoming um, complacent with where I was, but accepting certain things for what it is, but also like envisioning where I want to be. And then things started to really manifest. So I just wanted to add that in there. And thank you again for taking time out today. You know, um, I'm in New Orleans, you are in Houston. I know it, it, the schedules are crazy, but (laughs) thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, um, listeners, you know, I just, in closing, 
always remember that your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share. You are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You are her heroic, empowering, and resilient. And I have one more request. If you are empowered or enlightened, motivated, any type of way, please share her story. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Her story is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and also a local media outlet, B Baton Rouge. Again, this is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast, and we're out. (music) 